Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 11, verses 1 to 13. Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend, and go to him at midnight, and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on this journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, and say, Do not trouble me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him, because he is his friend, Yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Our message this morning continues and actually completes our look at prayer this morning. The past two weeks we've kind of looked at some different aspects of prayer, and this morning we will kind of finish up this brief study of prayer. In particular, we're going to look at some conditions of prayer, some more of the content of prayer, and then finally some hindrances of prayer. Some of the conditions of prayer. Whenever you're praying how do you pray? How are you going to about, go about praying? And we say we need to ask in Jesus' name. That's how we are to pray. We're to ask in Jesus' name. And some people think that all you need to do is have your list of requests, you're praying to God, and then you say in Jesus' name, Amen. And then that guarantees the prayer because you're praying in Jesus' name. But there's a little more to it than that. That's not really what it means. Yes, in John 14 it says, If you ask anything in my name. That's what Christ says. If you ask it in my name, it will be given to you. And the, the, the word name simply means Jesus. If you ask in Jesus' name. But you're asking with all that Jesus encompasses, all that he is. It's saying, this I ask because this is what I believe 
Jesus would ask for. So we need to, to think if this is what Jesus would want. Is this what Jesus would do? Is this what he would ask for? That's what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. And not only do we ask in his name, but we need to ask in faith. We need to ask God and pray to him, believing that he will hear our prayer and that he will answer our prayer. God wants you to believe him. He wants you to trust him. And he responds to his faithful servants. And when he does respond, we praise him for that response. He tells us in Matthew 21, And all things, whatever you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. So that's the question when you pray. Do you really believe that God hears you and God will answer the prayer in your heart. That's a condition of prayer. You know, some people may pray for something but don't really believe that God will do it. Well, that's not the way God wants us to pray. If we pray for something and we don't think God's going to do it, then He's probably not going to do it. Because why should He? We don't think He's going to do it. So we need to pray consistent with the will of Christ and we need to pray believing that God will answer our prayers. That's the question. When you're asking for something, do you believe God will give it to you? And we believe that He will, especially when we ask in Christ's name, and we're in accord with the will of God. 1 John chapter 5, this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears and does it. I mean, if we just start talking to God and pray to God and say, Lord, do this, whether you want to or not, you need to do this. He's not going to do it. Because he's not up there just simply sitting there waiting for us to bark out commands to him. Yes, our prayers activate him. Our prayers move him to action, for sure. But we're not the masters. We don't command him. He honors our requests, and we praise him for that. We must align our prayer, we must align our life with God's will. It must come from a pure heart. We must ask with the right motive. As we talked a little bit about last week in James chapter 5, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If there's garbage going on in your life, if you're consistently committing the same sins over and again, over again without repenting. That channel of prayer is really closed off. God's not going to answer your prayers until you clean up your life, until you come 
with a pure heart to him. Oh, sure, he'll, if you pray to him, say, Lord, help me. I'm struggling with this sin. Help me to overcome it. He will hear that prayer and he will help you. But we need to come to him with a pure heart. We need to come to him earnestly. And that's what our our scripture reads uh, in, in Luke 11 here. The, the old uh, English term, in, in importunity. That's the guy here that's, that needs the bread. A buddy of his, a friend of his, came to his house at, at late at night, at midnight, and he didn't have anything to give him to eat. And the Jewish hospitality of the time would have been to serve these people with whatever they need. But this man doesn't have anything. So he goes to his neighbor and starts banging on the neighbor's door. The neighbor says, get out of here. I'm in bed. Everyone's asleep. Leave us alone. Come back tomorrow. But the neighbor doesn't. He continues to bang on the door. He was persistent. He keeps banging and banging and banging. And the guy keeps saying, get out of here. Finally, as the man keeps banging on the door, finally comes down and says, I need some bread. And he gives him that bread. So he got the bread because he was persistent. He was persistent. He was knocking at the door. He continually asked for bread. And that's what it's like for asking God. He must be persistent. Sometimes God will say no. But we need to continue to seek God's will for our lives. lives. And we need to be intense. And we need to have our desire and our focus that we continue to seek the Lord. It's not just repeating the same prayer over and over again. But we do consistently ask God for what we need. There's a difference between just vain repetition and earnestly praying for something from the heart. And an example of that would be if you're praying for your loved one, maybe they're sick, whether it's a child or spouse or parent, you continually pray to God. Maybe the same prayer. Lord, help them. Heal them. Help us get through this day. Yes, that's a, that's a repetitious prayer, let me say. Sure. But it's coming from your heart. You're earnestly praying for the well-being of that person. And that leads us into the content of prayer. What do we pray about? Well, as we said before, prayer is really just conversation with God. Talking to Him throughout the day, whatever you're seeing. Relating everything to Him. But as you move, there might be times that you struggle in life that you need to, to pray more deeply about something. But as we've seen, we're to pray all kinds of prayer, sitting, standing, lying, crying, whispering, in a closet, in public, supplication, we ask God for things, interceding, we pray for someone else's needs. We thank God for what He's given us. 
we praise him for who he is and what he does. These are just any kinds of prayer. And the subject of our prayers would be really two things, but I guess you could say maybe four things. We pray about ourselves. We're to pray for ourselves. We're to ask the Lord to help us. And we're to pray for others, for sure. And as you search through the Bible, you'll see there's about 15 different classifications or 15 groups of, of people that we are supposed to pray for. We're supposed to pray that God will send laborers into his harvest. We're supposed to pray for new missionaries, new teachers, new pastors, new leaders of the church. We're supposed to pray for those people. We're supposed to pray for the authorities over us. We're supposed to pray for the president. We're supposed to pray for our legislature. We're supposed to pray for our judges, for our government, for the police. We're supposed to pray for those people. Of course, we're always to thank God for what he has blessed us with. And we are also to confess our sins to him, come before him in repentance. We are to pray. It is commanded of us. At times in our life, though, as I mentioned, there may be things that hold us back, that may hinder our prayers. Psalm 66 says, if I regard iniquity, iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The big hindrance to prayer is sin. If you have sin in your life, sin in your heart, unrepentant sin, sin that you don't want to let go of is what we're talking about, that will hinder your prayers. And that sin can take on many, many forms. Selfishness, for example, that's a sin. If you ask selfishly to consume something for yourself, your prayers will be hindered. So if you ask for something just because you want it, so you can have it, your prayers will be hindered. Another hindrance would be unconcern. You pray for someone because you're supposed to, not because you really care about them. Your prayers will be hindered because of that. And we need to remember that. That we should pray for these people not because we, we have to, but because we genuinely care about their well-being. We genuinely care about them. Another hindrance to your prayer would be anger at your spouse. If you're not getting along with your husband or wife, your prayers can be hindered. And that's pretty deep. That's pretty heavy. You know, people wonder why things aren't going so well in their home. They're having trouble maybe with their kids, their marriage, their job, whatever it is. They pray, but... It doesn't seem like the Lord is answering their prayers. Well, maybe you need to get right with these people. Get right 
with your spouse first. And then the God and then God will answer your prayers. Whenever you doubt things, whenever you're wavering on things, if you're not believing that God will answer your prayers, your prayers will be hindered. We need to get our heart right with God. We need to remove the sin from our lives, confess it to Him. And He will hear and answer our prayers. The Lord indeed is our shepherd. And that's really a brief look at prayer. These past three weeks, we've looked at several different aspects of it. And hopefully it's given you some better insight into prayer and maybe helped you with your prayer life a little bit. As I said, just commune with God throughout your day. Sometimes, though, it is nice to have a some people still ask what a, a more formal prayer would be. Yeah, the conversation is nice, but sometimes we like to have a, you know, a true, genuine prayer, so to speak. And I always tell them, I said, well, just talking to him is, is what he wants. But some of us do need help praying. We can pray our way through Scripture, read Scripture, and just change the words a little bit to make it fit your situation. Read through the Psalms. Many of those are prayers or praise to God. When you pray, ask God to clear your mind of the things that are around us. That's why we often teach our children to close their eyes when praying. Because that is one of Satan's tools. He tries to distract us from prayer. He tries to fill your mind with noise to block out your communion with God. It's not necessarily evil stuff, you know. He's, he's not there putting evil thoughts into your head, you know, kill, murder. No. But while you're trying to pray, maybe he's putting in a shopping list, a to-do list. Oh, I forgot to do this. Or I forgot to do that. He's distracting you with things but it keeps you from communion with God. And that's Satan's goal. He wants us to get away from God. And whenever I teach people to pray that they want to, you know, a more, let me say, more formal type of prayer. Some people like that. Some people just can't talk to God as a, as a friend, you know, as, as, as they would talk to a friend. And that's okay at first. But eventually, hopefully, they can mature to realize that God is their friend and talking to Him throughout the day as you would a regular friend. But I tell them four simple things. Start your prayer with thanksgiving. Thank Him for something that He's done for you today or yesterday or whatever it is. Start by thanking Him. Second, say, I'm sorry. Confess your sin to Him, or whatever it is might be. Thank you for this beautiful day. I'm sorry that I treated so-and-so not very nice today. So, confession. Thirdly, ask Him 
to help you. Help me, Lord. See me through this situation. I've got a doctor's appointment tomorrow. I've got an interview tomorrow. Help me. And finally, help my neighbor. Help my friend. They're struggling. Help them. Those four simple things. Thanks. I'm sorry. Help me. And help my neighbor. A simple prayer model to use. And it will encourage you as you pray that. It becomes more natural. And you'll soon be communing communing with God easily as a friend. And when you pray with the right heart, God will hear you. And God will answer your prayers. That's it. Try it this week. It is simple to see. Let us close with a prayer this morning. Lord, we thank you for our study and prayer. We know that we are definitely not experts on the subject, but we know what you want us to do. Help us to clear our minds and to clear our schedules to take time to communicate with you throughout the day. Show us your will for our life and demonstrate your power through us so that others may come to know your saving grace. It's in Jesus' precious name that we pray and give thanks. Amen.